following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world and peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. Bringing kids our power pack new series. But Shredder wants it. We must take that power. Yeah, let me have it. Let's give it to him. Oh no! Hello, welcome to one shell of an episode of the greatest nostalgia podcast featuring Andrew and myself, Johnny, uh, and in which we discuss all things nostalgia, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, we're going to do that today at the Nostalgia Funhouse. We welcome you. Come on in. The doors are open. The lights are on. And guess what? The television is on HBO and the Ninja Turtle movie is playing. Andrew, very incredibly excited to talk about one of my all-time favorite films ever, the very first live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Our family grows. The city itself will be our playground to use as we please, rewarding ourselves and punishing our enemies. We've been looking for you, Miss O'Neill. There is a new enemy, freaks of nature. Together, we will punish these creatures. What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat. Excellent! 
yes. Uh, this was like personal history behind it. First time I actually literally stood in like the longest line ever for a movie when this came out. I didn't get to see this in the theater, but I have a very distinct memory of watching it the minute it came on VHS and watching it like I couldn't wait to get home from my grandma's. So we watched it at my grandma's. My poor grandma had to watch this movie. <laughs> she didn't care anything about it. But this movie was everything to me. This came out in 1990, so it's probably like 90, 91 by the time it's on VHS. So I would I'd be like eight years old, and this movie, well, the from the first time, like I was just picking all these little things out, like oh that's Raphael Sai, you know, throwing up against the light just from that scene, uh, you know, to Raphael saying I'm gonna say it here, sorry, beat me if you have to, damn, a couple times really blew my eight year old mind that one of the Ninja Turtles, especially my favorite. Raphael would say such a dastardly word <laughs> in this movie. Uh, but everything about this movie just clicked for me. And in my opinion, Andrew, this movie still to this day, and I'm incredibly, incredibly biased, holds up. What what do, what do you think? I still think it does because it's, it's a very unique movie because at this point, Ninja Turtles have boomed it's been what three yes. years since the cartoons uh debuted. yeah the cartoons kind of come out late 80s so yeah. and they came out with the toys and both are big hits massive massive hits for for eastman and laird and the mirage studios and playmate toys they're all doing really good here uh and just a little little side note for all you listeners i'm a giant turtle nerd so I will will be sprinkling in a bit of my turtle knowledge here or there for this episode. I even went back and was rereading stuff about the movie specifically, and man, and I went back and rewatched this. Actually, I forgot how good it was that the Turtle Power documentary that's on uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's 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 just really fun to go down, and it's like a just a fun trip down memory lane. But yeah, this movie in particular not only set box office records, Andrew, for until a little movie called um, uh, the Blair Witch movie came out, until that movie came out, this was the number one independent film of all time until Blair Witch came out. That finally knocked it off its perch because nobody wanted this movie. Which, Despite is, the fact I, that it was making a bunch of money. As and a, it's as one a cartoon of and a toy. Last movies Jim Henson worked on too. I was reading. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, uh, I mean even from a uh, like a mechanical to a puppetry standpoint, this movie is incredible. All the work that went into it, and the fact that they shot it on such a small budget uh, yeah. at that time was pretty incredible. I mean, it made so much. There's so much fun lore to this film, from you know. Um, uh, what's her name? The one who plays April in this one. I, I, Judith. Judith. Yeah. Like her backstory to it is she read the script and she was unsure about it, but she was actually shooting a movie with the one, the one and only Robin Williams. Cadillac and, man. Yeah. And he was like, what are you doing next? And she told him this little thing called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And his eyes lit up. 
Robin Williams was a big comic book fan, and he loved the Ninja Turtles. And like he sent her all his comic books and really talked her up. And she's like, yeah, I, I kind of have to do this now. <laughs> because that's the unique thing about this movie, though, too, is it's not. And I didn't I don't think I really noticed it as a kid too much, but it's not the cartoon. It's right. It's probably, kind of a blend. It's a blend yeah. between the cartoon and the comics is really what it is. It is the first time that you could actually see the blending of the two which I feel they've started to do more to revamp yeah. the series each and every time was <laughs> yeah the, the new uh, IDW comic book is incredibly good and it did a really good job of that to the point where it's really it was always really fun when it'd bring back a character from like the cartoon or whatever and just to see their version of it and as of as of this recording the the new movie hasn't came out yet but it's only like a week or two away and I'm very excited for it so I thought this was a great time for us to discuss this movie. Andrew, uh, I love watching this film. A, a big, big fan of it. Uh, I have not to brag. I've had so many. I bought so many versions of these movies, Andrew, and I currently have the Blu-ray set that has the original three plus that animated one that came out not too long after that. What all came in? Oh, yeah. Okay. One like Leo and Raph have a fight on the on the rooftops. Yeah. It's actually a really sweet, awesome fight. But uh, it all these come in like a pizza box. It's really, it's really cool, but but yeah, I going back and watching this, it's really hard for me to put a critical stint. I want to try my best because if you really break it down, there is some things you can obviously complain about. But I mean, I don't it's know. Very, it's it's very little for me. I my things that ruined this for me in a way. Not ruin, ruin. But uh, the guy that does Michelangelo's voice, Robbie Rist, uh, for you Iron Eagle fans and uh, Saturday Morning Kid Vid fans, he plays Milo in Iron Eagle. And have you ever seen that? Milo is the computer dork. So, and then he's in, what is that? Kid Video, he's Wiz. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> not cool. But he did voice Mondo Gecko on the on the cartoon series. Oh, there we go. That's pretty. But other cool. than that, I was like, oh man, now I'm gonna see Milo's face every single time. And the man that does Elmo is Splinter. Is yeah. Splinter, and that was or did Elmo? He kind of had a yeah. Oh, um, he had a little. He, he may or may not be uh, canceled today, but yeah. Uh, about it's that. it's pretty fascinating the a little backstory like these suits the turtles had to wear um were ridiculous were crazy heavy on top of because even the heads had all this wiring and stuff inside them and they would break down all the time in the filming so they constantly had to be fixed but you also had to be able to move and do like legit flips and ninja moves in these things and it's just a fascinating fascinating thing i i one of the biggest thrills of my art life was when i was set up at a convention at mortal beach one time this guy came by at my desk and i had obviously i drew ninja turtles a lot and he saw those and just started talking to him about the ninja turtles and come to find out this guy played a foot soldier in the movies and he got to play multiple because obviously they're 
you never see their faces. No. So you got to play multiple foot soldiers, and he would just sit there and just start telling me all these amazing on set stories about that because they filmed in North Carolina in Wilmington uh, during this because it was just cheaper. And so Wilmington's pretty great. Not only did we get to film Ninja Turtles there, but also Dawson's Creek. That's a great one two punch. Oh my God. Did you just bring up Dawson Creek? <laughs> now we just need that cross. That's the crossover we need. We also have a little tie to this too, because once again, I don't know how many times we, I think it just always needs to be mentioned, is one of our very good friends' is uncle. Was the was the flight choreographer on this? Yeah, if you listen to Retro Pop, uh, I do the show with Matt Johnson. His uncle is actually a really awesome dude who did, is very important to a lot of the movies of our childhood. <laughs> Karate Kid, uh, the Ninja Turtles movie. You, you know, he did a lot of the the fight choreography for those things. Yeah, and he's very famously the ref at the end of the first Karate Kid movie. I know I was so jealous because his uncle has an action figure. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> but and, as Johnny was saying, for each pretty much each character, you had a voice, an in-suit performer, a martial arts stunt double. Yeah. And then you had to have the puppeteer on the on the other end doing the facial motions. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there. And of course Splinter was just a full on puppet so yeah. he was a little bit easier to to get close-ups on and stuff like that but yeah it, it's it's just incredible what they were able to do here with this film um i mean if you really think about it because i remember as a kid just thinking all oh, these are like i never even once thought these were suit people in suits i thought well no. these were the ninja turtles <laughs> you know what i mean like it never once dawned on me that these were actors and these things like oh this is what the ninja turtles are these are the real them and the cartoon was just like a, this is like a, a version of them, but this was the Ninja Turtles right. right here. This is the actual Ninja Turtles. And I just found out today that Sam Rockwell, this is like his second movie ever. Yes, <laughs> and he's yes, he's one of the uh, when um, the boss's son kind of goes underground to where all the foot soldiers are sort of taking teenage kids and teaching them as like an underground area. With a lot of the kids, the teenagers, the teenager that takes him around is Sam Rockwell, and he's at the end of the movie too, I think. But yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember seeing that and discovering that, like after I just dis- discovered who Sam Rockwell was, and I was like, "This is a great actor," and I was like, "Holy crap, that's him!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably the biggest name that's come out of this movie. Biggest name probably entering this movie was Mr. Corey Feldman, or maybe that's just my. 80s yeah he's got to be right i would think so my 80s dorkiness could probably be in there too where and my love of the goonies yeah yeah i i mean i think that's a pretty obvious i mean he's a big name uh yeah so what are some of the the scenes that you feel really stand out obviously the pizza the late pizza thing yeah uh i quote this this is another movie i quote quite a lot andrew just so you know Let's see what I think just that that's the other amazing thing too, is that the way that crime is depicted in these older movies is just stealing stuff. Yeah. My favorite that's, one's the old lady grandma. Yes. 
And she sits up for a second that her TV's gone. <laughs> I, I think that was my biggest takeaway on a lot of these things. Is like, unless it's the extreme movie, that everything is like crazy crime is just stealing stuff. Yeah, and it's really weird because if you really think about it, the Foot Clan is supposed to be this really big time uh, ninja clan, but at the core of it right now, they're just going around stealing televisions from old ladies. Yes. <laughs> and that underground area that you said for like the new recruits and stuff like that, it reminded me, this is kind of crazy, reminded me of Pinocchio with the island. Oh, yeah, I can see uh, that. Yeah, Like that or a mixture of Never Never Land and Hook. Yes, yeah, I get those. Electri- without electricity where you could still become a kid. Yeah, and you kind of do whatever you want as a kid. Yeah. yeah, but it kind of reminded me a little bit more of Pinocchio where like you can go hang out, do all this stuff, but... Yeah, go play. Yeah. <laughs> I just found out that the guy's not even Asian. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Uh, secret, I've also been watching the original series of Kung Fu, and here's a big, uh, big spoiler: alert. David Carradine is not remotely Asian. <laughs> I just found that out, like, because I was looking, and I'm like, "Hey, that was a very unique character." That I don't know if he was in the comic book. I haven't read mo- much of the comic books. He was in the. I know he was in a Sega Genesis Turtles game. That's where I first remember seeing him again after this. I don't think he was in the, he wasn't in the originals for my memory. It's been a long time since I've read them. I have them, not the original originals. Obviously those are worth way too much money, but I have a collection of them and I don't remember that character in those. Cause I definitely would have, he would have stood out purely from the nostalgia of this movie. Okay. So he had a voice actor. So the guy playing him. Is a so they, they did a Darth Vader thing. See, for this guy was never had a mask. And then in real, because he's a real life Japanese swordsman, the guy that we see on screen in martial artist, but he's voiced by this Michael. Oh my goodness! It actually kind of looks like it says Cornholio or Con Conoli, <laughs> something like that. I was read it as Cornholio, but yeah. So why would they do that? I don't I have no idea. I have no idea. I honestly don't know anything about that. I mean, even if that guy couldn't speak English, the voice, like you said, was broken. Yeah, he didn't speak like in English. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So why not just say go with it? It was very obvious that English was not that character's first language. No. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of things that I quote like go play or stuff like that. Uh, you know, or anytime anybody who claims to be good at something and then they try to do that, and they're not good at it. I always, almost always say, "Good thing this guy's not a lumberjack." <laughs> <laughs> I once did a, try to do the California rolls, and I accidentally rolled into a pole. That kind of <laughs> hurt as a kid. Might explain a lot now, but <laughs> I used to say, "Ninja kick the damn rabbit." I used to say that a lot. <laughs> That's my, I still, Michelangelo actually does say that word. And, uh, man, there's just so many. How did it's you? It's a 
It's a Kodak moment. I used to say that all the time. The Jose Canseco bet. Yeah. Tim, you didn't pay money for this. I used to say that quite a bit. And I just realized today that Casey Jones wasn't in the second movie, but he's in this one. And the but, he's in, but he's in the third one. He's in yeah. the third movie, but not in the second one. But yeah. even they did Casey Jones pretty good in this as well. The way I thought so. Yeah. I thought it was very... I like the mixture of the live action, but also the cartooniness of what we would watch on, you know, on TV as well. Like every Saturday morning or or whenever you watch Ninja Turtles. I think this movie definitely depicts the perfect blend of that. Even though I don't even remember thinking like, where's Krang? Where's this? Right. Yeah. Where's that? I think I was just so, Kind of like you said, so just so engulfed into seeing the Ninja Turtles the way that they are. Yeah. That I just didn't, I didn't care. Like, I just wanted to see the Turtles and I was having fun with with them and seeing them. The Raphael in this is a little bit more, I'm sorry, I'm going to go this wrong. <laughs> but I think you agree. It's different than the cartoon version where he's way more gruff than just, this this Raphael is this Raphael is way closer to the comic Raphael. Okay. The the animated show softened him up a lot. Uh, he still has those core elements. Like Raphael is really sarcastic, mm-hmm. but they definitely play on that element of Raphael in the cartoon way way more. Raphael literally has some very to me he's the funnier one in the cartoon. But I'm also again very very biased. He's my favorite turtle, but. Uh, it's it's you're not you're not wrong. It, it the but if you're coming at this from a comic book standpoint, the first movie by far is probably the closest we ever got to the comics. You know, while still being where kids could watch it, because the first comics are incredibly violent. Aren't they into like beer and everything else instead of pizza? And- yeah, they don't eat pizza. That comes from the cartoon. Uh, they obviously all their bandanas are red at this time. Yeah, uh, that doesn't happen until the cartoon. Uh, you know, um, is there's just so much here that they that you have to change because it's just gonna be for a wider audience. And as the movies go on, they get goofier and goofier. They get worse. I, I do. They do. I still love the other two movies. You know, I would never tell you they're good movies. I just happen to love. I them. like the second one. I think the second one's a good movie. Oh, I quote the second one all the time too. Like that's Master true. says, "Have fun." Like I say it all the time. <laughs> that's probably because I had it on VHS and I just played it constantly. Yeah, and Kevin Ash is in it. You know, can't go wrong. Oh yeah, it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and Vanilla Ice, who was you? And Vanilla Ice, all in one film. Yeah, that's everything. Everything a nineties kid needs, right there. <laughs> What do you need? Ninja Turtles, Kevin Nash, Vanilla Ice. You selling me? That's all you need. Yeah, go Ninja, go Ninja, go. <laughs> Where do I put up my money on that one? Yeah, yes, but yeah, it's a very unique one. It got very serious, like with the whole Raphael in like knocked out coma state. Yeah, that and showing how each one coped with that certain situation. I like that quite a lot. That really helps show more character of these guys. I really, really enjoyed that. Cause that really gave you a, when they're on the farm, you actually get the sense of who these, 
all these characters are from the turtles mm-hmm. down to April and Casey. You kind of get an essence of all of them. And I thought they did a really good job of that. You know what else they did? I think a lot of people could take a lesson from on this is the fact that they didn't wait like 10 hours into the movie to show the Ninja Turtles. Yes. It wasn't. I feel nowadays compared to like movies like this, you're like, okay, when can I see them? When can I see like, I think that was what hurt that was it the newest Power Ranger movie that came out Mm -hmm. is you're waiting for that moment. That moment to see that the you, suits. Yeah. yeah, you're you're waiting for you to hear it's morphin' time, and by the time it comes, the movie's almost over. Uh, I'm trying to think what else was kind of like that, or didn't. Jeez, I just had it in my head. I can't remember now. But Power Rangers is one that came to me most most recently, where it's just like, say it. It's it's that Bart Simpson meme. Go ahead, say it. Do it, yeah. you know, do what you do. And then this one, well, because it's right in our time frame of 93 minutes, but uh, it showed you the problem and then it showed April O'Neil. So you're like, okay, here's a character I can latch on to. And then all of a sudden she gets attacked. And the next thing you know, you see the sigh. I do like that, how it's like under the cover of darkness. And then all of a sudden you see them later just, you know, jumping through the sewers and doing all that stuff. So I think that was like the biggest draw into this is you're not waiting for that moment. Even uh, Transformers 2007, we saw Bumblebee. We knew it was Bumblebee. Now all of a sudden we have to wait all this time just to see Bumblebee transform and do it. Yeah, which is what people want to see. You want to see Transformers. Yeah. 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 well, this is also loosely based on the cartoon because the first time you really see the turtles is when April's getting attacked and they save her. Yeah. So they kind of did that here too. Because I think that's what killed He-Man. And I never realized that as a kid, but Prince Adam never transforms into He-Man. He's just always He-Man. And, there, there's... and we hate him! <laughs> There's moments in move there's moments when you're making these live action movies from cartoons or anything else. We need that moment that was part of that cartoon. Yeah. We need Ninja yeah. Turtle see pizza. We need them to save April. Uh we need He Man to say, uh, I have the power. We need yeah. to hear it. The turtles gotta say Calbunga at some point. Yes. And it that's the way it's it's gotta be. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't don't wait ten years to do it. Give it to us. Just yeah, it right exactly. There. You got to have those things incorporated there because it's uh, just an ingrained part of those characters now. And this movie, I think, did the, delivered it perfectly. Uh, they did give you a little bit of each person's personality, but then once you said like when you went to the farm, you got it a little bit more. From Mikey and everything, Mikey and everything else, the love of pizza, like when the Danny's like, I had pizza down here somewhere, and Mikey <laughs> got all excited. Yeah, and they're like, and Donnie's like, do you like your pizza with penicillin? And they did like the burial ceremony of the pizza, yeah, because that's the way it was. I just felt like it just played on everything 
that somebody can enjoy. If you enjoyed the comic book, if you were an adult, if you were a kid, if you just enjoyed the cartoon, this movie had had every last bit of it. Yeah, it. I thought so too. And I mean, it, it had everything you could ever want as a turtle fan. It had the humor for sure. It had some pretty awesome fight scenes. Yes. And even had some, I mean, there's a lot of really good dramatic stuff in here too, from like uh, when Splinter has that heart to heart with Raph. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really good moment to when the turtles are on the farm and Splinter shows up in the fire, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. that's that's a really cool moment uh just saw these cool dramatic things that happen or just when splinter is tied up and he's talking to danny about his boys you know about his sons uh just some great stuff there uh, i this is legit when i'm when, when you get asked what are your favorite movies like just movies this one has got to be one of the ones i've seen the most it's got to be up there and it's this is easily a top five movie for me. I think this is your like Transformers movie for me. It it is it is it most <laughs> like, certainly is yeah. Because <laughs> I would not put this movie above Transformers the movie, but no, I get it, I get it. Yeah, but yeah but this is my this pers- is my this is my, my Transformers the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like this is like oh my goodness. How- it even has a great song at the end. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I used to know. I used to know all the words. Soundtrack. I had to. I had a soundtrack to this. Of Did you? Brag. Yep. And I would listen to that song over and over and over until I learned the lyrics when I was a kid. And I knew the lyrics. And I was very mad because one of the lyrics is off because it called Raphael the leader and he's not the leader. Hate to tell no. you. No. No. Because the greatest Ninja Turtle of them all is the leader, Donatello. Or no, we, sorry, we can, Leonardo. We can fight over that later. I don't, but, I'm looking at a picture because even the movie poster, they did an amazing job on. Yes. Yeah, they sure did. They sure did. Yeah. And also what's really funny about this movie is it wasn't until after it came out and then it did so well that all these other companies were going to jump on. Like, oh, yeah, even though they were approached in the first place. Like, it was like Pizza Hut does not jump on the Turtles train until after this movie. And then they stole it right from Domino's. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was definitely like an ET could have been Eminem's moment, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, nope, we don't want that. So guess what? Reese's Pieces wins the day, and I'm glad. Side note: Reese's Pieces for me better than Eminem's. I would, I would agree with you. I'm a big Reese's Pieces guy. I'm not gonna lie. Too. And the fact that you could still find these suits decaying somewhere is pretty cool too. Yeah, they're pretty frightening looking. <laughs> yeah, I I adore this film. To me, it still stands up. There's a lot of great moments here. I still quote it to this day. Uh, this is the quintessential Johnny Townsend movie right here. I'm trying to, because it says, I was wondering about this, the alternative version in uh, the UK. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's the hero turtles over there. Yeah, so there's no nunchucks. They use alternate shot, shots for Michelangelo. Yeah, Gordon. nunchucks are illegal <laughs> over there. So if you ever notice in the cartoon, Michelangelo actually starts using a grappling hook, and that's and that's why, because you know uh, some countries you can't show nunchucks. When they were originally trying to shop this movie around, there were different ideas for it. Um, who was the guy who did all those really cheap 
horror films. I'm trying to remember his name, Cromwell. Am I saying that right? I can't remember his name. Anyway, he had this idea to. This is true. To to make four of the biggest comedians at that time paint them green and put shells on their back. <laughs> I'm gonna look that gonna up. Be the movie. And that was gonna be the movie. I'm gonna look that up because I know this is true. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> yeah, I guess everything's edited. The shredder. Like, how did they kill Shredder then? Like, how did they get him in the garbage truck? Because I, I don't know. I don't know how the actual film would. I'm sure the movie itself would be way different. All right, so oh yeah, this movie almost didn't even like it. This movie also comes on the back of Howard the Duck. You got to remember that too, as a comic book film, and yeah. and Howard the Duck was a massive failure at that time. Yeah, but Batman '89 just was out. But is it because but Batman's Batman? Because That's a whole other thing. This is, Howard the Duck is closer to a Ninja Turtle than Batman is, really. That is about that it. is true. At this time, I would say yeah. So you probably watched this, okay? You probably watched this in October of 1990 on VHS because it came out October 4th, 1990. That sounds that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. The suggest- oh, here it is. Here it is. I found it. Roger Corman was the guy I was thinking of. Uh, he was known for uh, really cheap horror movies, but also um, the movie I couldn't think of. I don't know why I could think of this. That really bad Fantastic Four that never got released. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where the those suits look good though. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, <laughs> uh, but here's what his idea was. Here's the, I was trying to remember who the comedians were. He wanted to have Gallagher, <laughs> Sam Kinison, <laughs> with right there just those two together. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. Bobcat, Gold, uh, Goldthwait, and Billy Crystal. He wanted those four. And he's going to have them wear shells and just paint them green. It was his idea. That would have been horrible. But I want to see it. It would have been terrible. Who would be who then? I don't know. I would say Kittison. Okay. If I was going to do this, Kittison is Raph. Yeah. Billy Crystal's Leonardo. So I would say Gallagher, Donatello, and Bobcat, Michelangelo. Yeah. That's how I would cast it. <laughs> but yeah, it's a must-see film. I'm sure. Tr- that is crazy that he wanted... that. He, like, pitched this? Yeah, he pitched this. Hobbs, what are you doing, bud? My cat jo- is joining the show. Another guest star. Oh, yeah. yeah, I just typed in Roger Corman TMNT, and there's a picture of Billy Crystal. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so here we go. Somebody actually did it. Roger Corman's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming soon. And exactly <laughs> how I have it, how I said it, is exactly which each one's colors are. That's what I'm talking about. I don't think that would have worked. No, it most certainly wouldn't have. I, d- I couldn't see this for per- four personalities working together. I... If we redid that today, who would be the four comedians you would you oh, would want? Jeez, this is what Probably. I'm talking about. Are we talking stand up or just actors, comedians? I think uh, this felt like this was going very much into stand up, right? So let's do stand up. I'm going to go John Mulaney would have to be he, one. Bill Burr would be Bill Burr, Jim be. Gaffigan. There's there's three right there. Who would be Gaffigan? Gaffigan, man, that's a he's a Donatello to me. 
Mulaney would be no. Bill Burr's Raphael. Yeah, that I was. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a given. Mulaney's like a Leonardo to me. Who would be the other one? So who are we missing? Mikey. Yeah. Jeez, I don't think I listen to enough comedy now. And Pat Oswalt is Splinter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh man, who's got that Michelangelo vibe that's doing comedy now? <laughs> I don't know why. Why do I want to say Gabriel Iglesias? <laughs> Fluffy himself, yeah. As as Mikey, <laughs> I'm not too sure. You do need somebody who's fun, and and he is a fun person. Because he's not too edgy right but he's just there enough where like you said he is fun yeah yeah i agree that's fun well let's i think we should do it andrew let's let's answer these questions that we usually answer for these movies i got this one last thing pizza hut engaged in a 20 million dollar marketing campaign f- into this film despite dominoes being used as the product placement in the film itself but geez you're getting attacked i know he's he's playful this morning i want attention i can get it you gonna be on the show you want to talk ninja turtles <laughs> ice cream oh, kitty yeah. from the original one or from, yes. the, from the last one that was just out the 2012 yeah. one ice cream kitty but <laughs> I love He's on the play. I'm going to have to put him down. I'm like, out of, on the ground. On the ground. I got to remember the word that grew better when it comes to this. When I say put him down, I mean put him on the ground I'm so like, he can not yeah. play with my headphones. Buddy. Oh, he's going to town on those headphones. He's attacking me. But, uh, let, well, Andrew, let's answer these questions we usually answer. I'm trying okay. not to get destroyed by a cat here. Uh, who would you play, Johnny? Well, you know who I want to play. It's gonna be Raphael all day long, but who do you who do you think I would play? That's an even better question. I think you're Donatello. I don't. I'm not that smart, Andrew. But he's not really brainy in this. That's the one thing about Donatello in this movie is he's kind of comic relief. You know what he is really? Yeah, he, he's not Donatello like machine Donatello like fixing things. Donatello, he's just. He's more like Mikey's buddy. Yeah, they're the they're the comedic duo in this for sure. Yeah. What about you? What about you? Uh, who would I want to be? Jeez. Um, I think I would want to be Casey Jones. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah, I think I would go. You would have to wear. You wouldn't have to wear all that stuff either. It'd be great. No, and I could. That's just, a smarter pick. Swing baseball bats. I enjoy. I like Jose Canseco. Uh, wear a hockey mask. And actually have a real life shot with April O'Neil because I'm not a mutant turtle. Oh, it's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I didn't think, all right, I'll be her boss. <laughs> but you fired her. Yeah, but I hired her back and gave her a corner office. So oh, yeah, everything, right. everything's good. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, also, Skeet Ulrich and Scott Wolf appear as unnamed members of the Foot Clan. Yeah, uh, all the actors who played in the Turtles actually got little cameos. And Eastman also got a cameo. He's like a garbage man. 
Leard was offered it, but he didn't want to do it. Leard is. He's, he's not. That's not his personality at all. I love Peter Leard. Yeah, that's why they work so well together. Though one's really outgoing, the other one is way more reserved. That's why they work so well together. One buys um, tank with his first paycheck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah one, uh, I'm cool. All right. So what are we what are we ranking this movie out of? It's gotta be pizzas, right? I was thinking pizzas or calabungas. It's gotta be uh, pizzas. Let's do pizzas because this, this is the turtles. Yeah. I'm gonna go first. This is a five out of five pizzas yeah, for me. This is a full extra large pizza, all the toppings you want on it for Johnny Townsend. Five here. big New Yorkers for Johnny. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? Oh, it's a five out of five. And we forgot to mention how great Shredder looked in this with what they had. Yes. Yes, Shredder looks awesome here. He doesn't look he looks realistically uh for as much as you can without looking too cartoony here. He looked menacing here. Cause that's a character live action wise that could actually come over the top of looking just really goofy. Yeah. But he actually looks really menacing. But I mean that also leads to some great turtle lines like who does this guy think he is? I don't know, but I bet he never has to look for a can opener. You know, some great lines in this. The other thing too is is that we I wanted to mention that how come nobody got Casey Jones for murder as he just nonchalantly <laughs> attempted shit? murder? He should Shredder isn't killed. <laughs> but we don't know that until the second movie, in fairness. Yeah. Like just like walks up to a garbage truck and is like pulls the lever yeah. and just whistles. Maybe we should have uh maybe we should put Casey Jones in court. You know what? Maybe maybe we should. Yeah, let's let's think about that for a later yes. thing. Uh yeah, um, and also one thing that's really funny to me because also went back and rewatched uh, Secret of the Ooze. At the end of it, when Shredder becomes Kevin Nash, aka Super Shredder, and he looks incredibly cool. You're like, oh man, we're gonna get this awesome fight between the Turtles and Super Shredder. Eh, eh. No. no, they don't fight him at all. He literally destroys himself. Yes. <laughs> well, in a way, it's like a video game thing where you just need to dodge and let the person hit themselves. Yeah, well, they didn't even need to dodge because he just starts punching the pier around him and takes him down all here. Imagine if he poked him and gave him the finger poke of doom. <laughs> Hulk, that's, that's, the, that's the alternative <laughs> ending for Super Shredder. Hulk Hogan comes in and pokes him in the chest. You watch an hour and a half of this and that's how it ends up. <laughs> I, I would pay to see that. I would pay to see Hulk Hogan just come in. Oh, God. That would be so great. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that really got me, Andrew. I love that a lot. Yeah, that's the perfect ending to that movie. Oh, man. That's why they should let me and you ride these things. Let us do Punch Up. We can fix these movies. Oh, my goodness. There'd be so many wrestling references and everything. Yeah, they would all have wrestling references left and right. A lot of it, that's got to be Kane's will be coming out. Uh, but that's our review of Ninja Turtles. Yep. We both loved it. I think it's on Netflix right now, is where you can see it. Uh, HBO Max. Yeah, there I go. Sneezing on there. Please uh, beat that out. I couldn't hit mute quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> I know I had a loud cough in there. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, that's Ninja Turtles. Uh, we both obviously love it. It's on Netflix now. Go check it out if you wish. Very excited for the new one. 
I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I already have, again, a brag here. I already got the Raphael uh, action figure from that one. Um, plan on getting the other ones because I just like the designs of these turtles. They look great. They don't look like ugly behemoths that Michael Bay did. Uh, so let's uh, let's support that if you like Ninja Turtles. Yeah. But uh, Andrew, you do an amazing job with our social media. Where can people go and uh, kind of interact with us? Uh, you can go on our Facebook page. We are on Instagram and YouTube and Patreon and our merch store. All the links below. Yeah, go check those out. Uh, make sure you join our Patreon. We're going to start adding some more stuff on there. Yep. Uh, go check it out. Uh, help us be able to afford the Ghost of Mr. Chicken. We would love to review that. Uh, our goal is to have enough Patreons by this coming Halloween Dash. so we can finally review the Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Let's make our dream come true, everybody. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Still, yeah.